Maybe I want to move to the actuation because I think that's a very interesting part and I, I liked your take in one of your interviews. Yeah. But maybe starting that I, I wrote mm. on, on Twitter that I'm maybe I'm popular opinion. I'm not a, I don't like kinematic actuation, uh, maybe in soft mm. robotics, but I don't like it. It's bulky, it's noisy. And um, I know in one of your robotics yeah. you use combination, pneumatic and motors, and there's other companies now starting using pneumatic actuation. But mm. you say that if we have this kind of artificial muscle that resemble a human being, that will shift the whole paradigm of the design. And this was really beautiful mm -hmm. to, to hear that from you. Can you tell us mm -hmm. what do you think about the pneumatic actuation with motor? And if we use pneumatic only, it's, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just curious about <laughs> your point of view. Okay, so I'm open to anything that works. The, um, it's, it's really, really interesting. We, we have nothing that approaches the properties of human muscle. We just don't have it. Now, a large BLDC motor we can start to get there. So one of the, the key features of uh, biological systems is the very high level of transparency. It's very easy to backdrive and we can go into a relaxed state where we can just make parts of our body completely floppy. Why is this important? Because this allows us to follow the natural dynamics and this makes us super efficient. So if we go back to Boston Dynamics, uh, if you look at bipedal locomotion, uh, quadruped locomotion, you have uh, various phases in the in the control cycle where you want to go to zero torque. Zero torque. Now, okay, that, oh, easy. Just set the torque to zero. No, not easy because you added a harmonic drive with a 200 to 1 reduction and the whole system is rigid as hell. You know, so as soon as you start putting high gear ratios into a robot, it's very, very hard to make that robot behave in a human-like way or an animalistic way, a biological way, because that's not how we are. We, we operate with generally antagonistic pairs. There's two muscles working against each other. Now, some engineers would look at that and say, hey, you know, I can use one motor instead of two muscles because my one motor goes forwards and backwards. Okay, you're just looking at it as a position problem. It's not a position problem. It's a force and compliance problem. So the great thing about having two muscles is they can both relax. And if they both relax, the the bone or whatever's being actuated, the end effector. So if I'm, I'm looking at my wrist now, uh, if I relax my wrist, it just flops around. And if I wave my arm, I can make my wrist move around, but I'm not using the muscles that are directly connect, coupled to my hand, I'm just waving my arm and I'm following that dynamic motion. And if you look at efficiency in walking gait or grasping objects, it's all about this ability to be able to be very highly compliant, to have this relaxed floppy state, and you are not doing it with a very highly geared drive chain bring in pneumatics. So what does pneumatics give us? It gives us a high power density in a small space. Uh, you'll know uh, some early Boston Dynamics robots with pneumatic, most, mostly I think Atlas is pretty much hydraulic. Spot uh, BLDC, uh, brushless DC. Um, so uh, we've seen big advances in the power density you can achieve with a with a brushless motor. So uh, there's a there's an idea 
I think it's credited to MIT, the, the kind of uh, quasi-direct drive. So we're, we're not quite at the point where you can uh, direct drive with a BL, uh, brushless motor, but if you put a very low gear reduction, quasi, uh, you can pretty much get there. So if you've, if you've got four to one, five to one, something like that, uh, you can get enough torque without sacrificing too much of the drive transparency, which is a very, very desirable characteristic. So uh, a lot of the, you know, quadruped robots uh, that you see, uh, they use this quasi-direct drive principle. Uh, what if uh, you could reduce the load much further? And this is something uh, that we, we have a, an industrial robot arm. I haven't really talked about it anywhere much. So this is the first time I'm mentioning it. It's called Poiser. Uh, and we have some patents on it. We have some patents on it now. Um, how does it work? It's a parallel uh, pneumatic brushless DC. And the pneumatic component takes about 95% of the load. And the brushless DC component takes the other 5%, but also provides the precision in the drive. So it's quite analogous to skeletal muscle. So we have our fast twitch and our slow twitch muscle. Actually, I think there are more, more than seven kinds of uh, human muscle, um, but the, the two main skeletal types. So one is really good at sustained high loads the other is very good at fast response now you need to couple these two properties together there isn't a kind of one actuator solves everything you know uh hydraulics kind of you can get a lot of the properties you need and the, you know i can see why boston dynamics are using uh hydraulics for atlas because it really does solve a lot of the problems but it also creates a heap of headaches as well so you leaking oil not an easy one to de deal with. There's also no inherent uh, energy storage in the system either. So uh, with pneumatics, you've got effectively an air spring. Uh, so you can have some energy storage in the, in, in the system. Hydraulics, that's much harder. You could have parallel springs, I guess, but then it's how do you uh, allow the, the hydraulics to work in such a way that you can be transparent enough to store the energy in the springs as well. So the generally hydraulic robots are pretty inefficient and they run very hot. Uh, I've never stood next to an Atlas robot, but I've heard it's a pretty hot experience if you do, because uh, they dissipate many hundreds, even thousands of watts.